Yeah. Amen. Well, again, in case we forget, happy Labor Day. We're, 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 uh, we're excited that you're here today. We're believing God for big things. God's doing some great stuff. Amen. And I uh, just want just to encourage you to just continue to believe God for some huge stuff. God's got a plan, and it's an awesome plan for your life. The fact that you're inhaling and exhaling, you know what? It's proof that there's purpose that's, that, that's still to be accomplished in your world, in your life. God, God has it. You know, we have it hanging on the wall. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. God's plan for your life is awesome. Hey, it's a good thing. Yeah, I said it's a good thing. You know, I don't know where we got into this mindset that if we really surrendered to God, if we really went after God's plan, that our life would be miserable. The best life that you're ever going to have is the one that God's planned for you. You know, uh, Paul wrote in Romans uh, 12, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, I beseech you. Doesn't that sound cool? I beseech you. He's saying, I'm begging you guys. That's what it means to beseech. I'm begging you. I, I beg you to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's the least you can do. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove to yourself, the Amplified says, so you can prove to yourself God's will for you is good, perfect, and acceptable. You know, so that we quit getting talked out of doing God's will, we need to, we need to be convinced that God's will for our life is the, is the good thing. That God's will for my life is perfect, which means it's lacking nothing. It's nothing missing, nothing broken. It's awesome. I'm not going to miss out on anything. God's will for my life, I need to prove it to myself. that That's the only thing I'm willing to accept. If it's outside of God's plan, I don't want it. And we need to live that way. Hello, somebody. Because his plan is awesome. He's got a great plan for your life. A lot of it, yeah, but you know, I'm looking at this stuff and it's out there. Well, knock it off. You, you, you know what? We need to get our big boy pants on and realize we have already won the, the most difficult battle we're ever going to face. In reality, you know, in reality, you're already way ahead of the game. You know, because uh, when your mama and daddy got together, and if you have little kids, you should have put them in kids' church, okay? I'm just saying. But if, if, if uh, you might want to help them, you know, whatever, just for a second. It's your call. But it's Labor Day weekend, and I'm just going to be me. Um, but when, when your mama and daddy got together, there was, there was a release of millions and millions of sperm. And they were all in a hunt, a race. It's a huge race. I mean, bigger than the Boston Marathon. Okay? Millions of sperm all after one egg. Guess what? Look, look at somebody say, you're the winner. <laughs> okay. You ain't never going to be in, a, in another competition like that ever again. You got it. You're here. Matter of fact, Tuesday, you need to go by the trophy shop and get yourself a big one. <laughs> and then when the devil's telling you what a loser you are, say, what are you talking about? I'm the winner. And God's got a purpose for my life. God has a plan for my life. And, and, and don't get talked into living some lower-level life. No, go for the, go for the gusto. Go, 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 I mean, go all out. Get all in for Jesus. Live, live it big. 
And, and, and don't, don't just live to make heaven, live to make a difference. Amen. I, you know, I think a lot of times we, we live wrong because we're, we're trying to live like we're saved. You know, in church, we, you know, at least when I was growing up, we were, we were kind of taught how to live. You know, and don't do this and don't do that and don't go there and don't say that and don't touch that and don't drink that and don't smoke that. And, and we're being taught how to live. And so you try to live like you were saved because you're saved and you want to live like you're saved. And then you make a mistake and you don't feel like you're saved. You had to get born again again. Now I've been born again, again, and again, and again. And I needed it, but I'm just saying it's kind of weird, you know, the, 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 trying to live like you're saved. And, but because the Bible says in First uh, Timothy, check this out, God who has saved us, talking about God, and it says who has saved us and called us. See, n- not only am I saved, I'm called. If you would stop living like you're saved and start living like you're called, that saved part wouldn't be an issue for you. Because you don't have, you know what? No, I'm, I'm called. And not just called, but with a holy calling. In other words, there's something special going on in your life. There is a real purpose, a real plan that God has for your life. And there's going to come real fulfillment. And, and, and it's not according to my plan or my works or what I want, but it's according to his own purpose and his grace. His grace that Grace is not a blanket you're going to hide your sin under. Grace is an empowering agent that's going to empower you to do everything he's created you to do. Jeremiah 1.5, just leave that one up there for a second. But in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, before, before I formed you, I knew you, and I sanctified you, and I ordained you. Before, before I started shaping you, I knew exactly where you're going to fit. It's as if God had a dream about the future, and he saw right where you belonged. So he started forming you and shaping you with that knowledge, that wisdom, that revelation, that insight. And he made you different from anybody else, sanctified. You're set apart. You're different. And you're unique. And and then he ordained you, which means he's empowered you to fulfill his dream. In other words, if you ever live and you want what he wants for the same reason he wants it, nothing can stop you. And he said, you're, you're not just saved, but you're called without holy calling. And you've got the grace to get it done. And that grace was given to us in Christ before the time started ticking down. In advance, check it out. In, in uh, uh, Ephesians 2, uh, 10, it says, we are his handiwork. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do the good works which He predestined, which He planned beforehand. He's way ahead of us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in Him, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready. He's way out there, and He's drawing you into a collision. With the truth. The truth is going to set you free. He's drawing you into a collision with destiny. He's out in front. Or in other words, when you, you know, have you ever noticed that when you have a situation, a problem arises, and all of a sudden that's all you can think about? And you just saw it and it kind of throws you off your game. But God, way before you ever saw it, he, he declared the end at the beginning. So before you even knew you had a problem, he was already working on the solution. And if you would stop 
hyper-focusing on the problem, he would reveal to you the solution because you're not, this thing that's going on in your world right now, you haven't caught God off guard. God don't look down and go, oh me. You know, because you would say, oh God, he doesn't have to because that's him. So he, oh me. Hey, Holy Spirit, got an oopsie over here. We don't, we're not throwing God off guard. He, he, he prepared ahead of time. Uh, 2 Corinthians, is it 4.18? Did I give you that one? What's it say? We're not going to look at the stuff which is seen, but we're going to look at the stuff that's not seen. What's the stuff that's seen? That's that temporary stuff. It's only here for a moment. That problem's only, only here for a moment. But the eternal stuff, the, the, the stuff that's not seen, it's not invisible. It's just not seen. We need, to, we need to look at that. See, we, we need to see what God's got there for us. Because 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, it says, eye has not seen and ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart, the, the, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has prepared, made ready in advance. God's way ahead of us. He, he, he's out there. You ain't... You do not have to worry. Well, I don't know if I'd have a future because I've really been, you know, I've, I've messed up a lot. The blood of Jesus has made you as righteous as God himself is. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. If you're in Christ, you're not kind of righteous. You are righteous. So quit living like you got to figure out some way to get saved. You are saved. Start living like you've been called to do something amazing for God. Amen? The salvation deals with an eternal issue. The calling's dealing with an immediate issue. This is the stuff we're supposed to get done right here and right now. Hello, somebody. Look at this in in 1 Thessalonians. He says, furthermore, brethren, chapter 4, verse 1, we're begging you uh, and admonishing you in virtue of our union with the Lord Jesus that you follow the instructions which you learned from from us about how you ought to walk so as to please and and gratify God as indeed you are doing. You're doing good, but just get to where you do so more and more abundantly, attaining even greater perfection. Let's get better at living this God life. Let's just get better and better. For you know what charges and precepts we gave you on the authority and by the inspiration of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. You ever wonder what the will of God is? Well, here it is. This is the will of God that you, <coughs> that you should be consecrated. Oh, my God. Here we're going to start talking about cutting stuff out. We've been talking about making a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. The word decision comes from the same root word as as incision. It literally means to cut away. When you decide to follow Christ, you're cutting some other stuff out of your life. Okay? And you need to live a consecrated life. Why? Because God's holy. And what happened is, is that sin came on the scene and separated us from God because God ain't going to hang out with sin. He can't. And so we ended up separated from God. So God sent Jesus to get us reconnected. Well, I got freedom to do what I want. Well, then be smart and use it to stay in the presence of God where the power is at. Somebody say amen. Look at, drop down to verse 7. For God has not called us to impurity but to consecration. He's called us to dedicate ourselves to the most thorough purity. 
He's called us to dedicate ourselves to the most thorough purity. Um, we're not going to teach you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, where you should go, where you shouldn't go, what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, what you shouldn't smoke, what you shouldn't smoke. We're not going to do that. We're going to teach you to be led by the Spirit. And we've been talking about it. Go read John 16. Here's how the Spirit works. When he comes, he's going to bring conviction. And that conviction is going to lead to direction, right? Because he's going to guide you. That's direction into the truth. And then he's going to tell you stuff to come. That's vision. So through conviction is going to come direction. Direction is going to lead you to vision. And vision is going to pave the way for provision. Well, how am I going to get there? By living, by, by living like God actually has a plan. Living like you're actually called. You're called of God to, 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 to an amazing life. Answer the call. Your calling is calling. Answer the call. And, and live a consecrated life. Live, don't live like the rest. Uh, do, but live, live above that. Hello, somebody. Believe, believe in yourself a little bit and just believe that, you know what? I'm going to live a life worthy. That's what, it's all through the book. If I had more time today, we could go on and on and on. Live a life worthy of the calling. That's Bible, guys. And he said, you know what, uh, you, you're called n not to impurity, but, but, to, but to purity and, and, and just, I mean, the most thorough purity. Check it out. Mm. This is good. You believe me, Ivan? Mm. Sorry, sorry, Fuego. Alfredo, take a drink of mine. Mine's better. Here, you have some. What are you laughing at? Take a drink. Come on. Come on. You're a tough guy. Check it, check it out. Todd? Todd's like, uh, you know what I'm going to do? It. I'm not going to do it. Todd's been in my life for like forever, and he knows I don't have to do what you say. It's his birthday today. Sure you don't want some? I got a gift for you. I'm not drinking that. I'm not drinking that. Why? Because all of a sudden now purity matters. <laughs> I can live any way I want to. And you won't drink after me? You go to a restaurant and they set the stuff down and, they, and you pick up your fork and you look at it and there's this little white heart thing on there. Yuck. That's icky. It's okay. It's been through the uh, commercial dishwasher. It has achieved a temperature high enough to deal with E. coli, oh, you know, 01757. It's, it's okay. You're going to make it. Just bite it off of there. Gross. Come on. Just take your teeth out. We don't know what it is. We think it's rice. It could be lice. We don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, but you're coming into the presence of a most holy God. And you think purity doesn't matter to him. You're trying to control my life. No, I'm trying to keep the power present in your life. You know, I'm not telling you what to do or what not to do. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. But you and I have learned to live a life not of conviction, but of convenience. We live, we're motivated by our, by our preferences rather than by his purposes. See, we've been, we've been called 
according to his purpose. We've been called to live a life of purity. Why? So that we can be empowered with that grace so that we can accomplish the purpose for which he's created us, for which he's called us. But the enemy is trying to get you to think, well, you know, because of grace, I can do anything I want. That's a lie from the pit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, we're free from the law. Well, wait a minute. The, the Romans 8, 2 says, for the law of the spirit is life. The, in Christ, the law of the spirit thought you were free from the law. There's 1,050 commandments in the New Testament alone. What are you going to do with that? Well, we don't have to follow them. No, really, you don't have to. But you don't have to have the connection to the power that will in, enable you to fulfill the call of God in your life either. See, because there's a reason he wants you to live this pure life is so that you can have a relationship with him. Because there's some things he can't cohabitate with. You know, there, there are things in my life, that, just things in my life, that if it, if it irritates my wife, I want to I eradicate it. Why? Because I don't want anything between me and my wife. Well, what, she shouldn't feel that way. She should, she should be more loving. She should be more understanding. She should be, no, I should be more willing. Because I want the relationship. And if she looks at me and she, she says, you can do that if you want to, but if you do, I ain't hanging with you. Guess what I'm not doing? Because I want this one holy. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello? Maybe, sure, now you run out with a baby. That's a good time to get out of here right now. <laughs> get that spirit off this child, okay. Uh, well, where's our passion? Where's our conviction when it comes to our relationship with God? You know, over the years, and, 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 and I, I'm going to be honest with you, over the years there have been times when the Holy Spirit will just come and, and, and it just kind of like touch you. Just, you know, just, I don't know how to describe it, how to communicate. It's just like on the inside, I'll just suddenly, I'll know that there's something that he wants me to let go of. Now, n- not one time over the years, not one time have I ever released something to God. It, you know, the only reason he ever takes something is to bring something else. Remember where we started? Remember? That this is a principle that he takes away the first that he might establish the second. He's bringing something in. So before there is increase, there's got to be a decrease. So God comes in and he takes something from you. Not one time, though, not one time over the years that God's come and said, I want that. Did I say, cool, you can have it. Every time it's like, oh, that? Why that? There's nothing wrong with that. That's not in the Bible. Because, you know, I don't have, you know, you do not have to pray about stuff that's in the Bible. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, let's pray about that. You don't have to pray about it. You need to obey about it. But there's other things, you know, where the Holy Spirit has come. And never, 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 I don't know what's wrong with me, but never have I gone, cool, been been trying to think of something to give you. No, it's always, I want that. And and even stuff that I hadn't even thought about, like, for three years. That's my favorite thing. You know, all of a sudden, I was keeping that for special time. But every single time that I've ever given it up, you know what I got? Something better. Matter of fact, what God brought into my life overwhelmed what he took out of my life so much that I don't even remember most of the stuff that's gone now. But he always made life better. 
And I really believe that there's things in our life that God wants to do. You know what? Who cares if what it is? If there's anything that's separating, that's breaking down the relationship between you and God, you want it gone. And if the Holy Spirit, you know what? If he's dealing with me differently than he is with you, it's because probably we have a different purpose than, you know, and, and God's just, you know, my, what convicts me may not convict you. What's convicting you may not convict me. That's not the point. The point is, is that we remain sensitive to the spirit so that he can lead us to a place where we're empowered to fulfill our purpose. But we can't, we can't be addicted to convenience. You know, I'm telling you that, that, that one of the number one things that's wreaking havoc in the body of Christ in our culture is this addiction that we have to our own personal pleasure. You know, you know, uh, you know don't freak out. I don't think we have any beds left at man camp. I, I don't think we do. So just let me pick on the men for a minute. Be a man. Get your big boy pants on. You can take it. Not going to man camp because I'm busy. Who isn't busy? Working on a remodel. It's going to push me back five days. I'd love to not go this year. Except I have a conviction. Need to be there. You know, convenient driven. I, I, I'm not saying if you're not going, don't. I'm not, I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to put condemnation. I'm trying to make you think about something. We serve God when it fits us. But, I mean, if God was going to show up there and blow up there and pour out there and bring revelation, insight, and understanding, and health, and healing, and, uh, and, and he wanted you there, but you didn't go because you're busy? Then you're an easy person to mess with just on an average week. Because that's a major event that we do every year. So the major, if, if it's okay for you to miss the major event, guess what? It's okay for you to miss the constant stuff. But what if God was going to do something? I can't tell you how, how many times in my life, you know, just because of my lifestyle, you know, the calling on my life, I've been in services, you know, where God would show up and amazing things would happen. And it's amazing to me how many times that when, when those moments, the people who needed it the most, where were they? Now, you can feel good because we're here. So we're talking about them other guys. Yeah. But what we don't want to do, we don't want to allow ourselves to be driven by convenience and justify it because th- we're missing out on the, on the Spirit's ability to guide us to bring us direction, which will give us vision, which will pave the way to provision, which will cause our life to be blessed. We need to learn to be led by the Spirit through conviction. We need to be hearing from God. We need to be, you know, here's the will of God, that we would consecrate ourselves. You know, in Joshua, he said, you know, consecrate yourself today because tomorrow there's going to be some crazy stuff going on. It's going to be awesome, but you got to get ready today. I'm here today to challenge you. Make a consecration of your life. Take some time. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Hey, you want to talk to me about something? Hey, Holy Spirit, you want to, you want to talk to me about something? I hear people say all the time, well, I don't hear God like that. Well, maybe it's because you don't want to listen. 
you know, how about you, hey, something in my life you want to deal with me? But you, you name one thing that you want to deal with me in my life, Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you five minutes. I bet you 500 bucks there'll be something if you'll just listen. What's he doing? He's trying to lead you to a better place. Why don't we learn to be led by conviction? Let's not fall into the trap of convenience. Let's let God, through conviction, give us direction. He'll cause us to have a collision with truth, which will bring freedom into our life. And he'll start talking about stuff to come. He knows what's coming because he's ahead of us. He's prepared it ahead of time, in advance. And he's got it there. He's trying to get you there. Your life's going to be better. Let him lead you.